a few weeks back, we did an episode called The Dangers of DMs. Mm-hmm. And DMs are nothing more than basically a private virtual space where you can have conversations with other people. And we said why that's, we talked about why that's dangerous. Go back and check that out if that piques your interest. Today we're talking about, in another sense, the dangers of DMs on your phone, your text messaging. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we have a question from a viewer, a, a listener, that deals directly with this. And it's, it's, a, it's a heartbreaking thing to consider. Uh, but I think there's hope mm-hmm. in the heartbreak. Absolutely. And I think there's something for all of us to learn. So I'm thankful for this couple who wrote in with this question. And we're going to share that with you on the other side. First of all, thank you for joining us. My name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the proprietors <laughs> of all things fierce. Fierce marriage. We have the Fierce Parenting Podcast. If you've not <laughs> checked that one out, we have videos on YouTube under the Fierce Family uh, it's all under this banner of Fierce Families, which for us is a, an effort to uh, create families or to build families for the glory of Christ. Mm-hmm. We don't create families, but we help <laughs> others build families to the glory family. of Christ. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's a sensitive topic. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're going to read. It's a rather long um, question that was written in by a gentleman. Um, and uh, we're just going to read it to you, and then we'll unpack it, and we'll process through it together. But it has to do with text messaging and mes- text messaging other people. Right, and as we kind of go through some of the bulleted points um, after we read the text or the email that he sent us, uh, we're not trying to shift blame or question his situation. We're asking questions from this email that he sent us in order just for the benefit of viewers and listeners. So we're not saying that he did these things or he didn't do these things or why didn't he do these things? We're not accusing him. We're saying, okay, this is a good jump off point mm-hmm. for a conversation about this. So do you All want right. to read it? Yep. So I recently was in the hospital with my wife. And while in the hospital, I heard her phone constantly going off while she was sleeping. I was, I was wrong, but I tried unlocking her phone and noticed that she had changed her passcode. Uh, I tried her watch and it unlocked and I found text messages of an inappropriate nature between her and another man. I was just gutted. This wasn't the first time this had happened. It was the second. While I know that she hadn't met up with this guy, the text messages were enough. And here I was taking care of her in the hospital while she was talking to him. I confronted her about everything. I wanted to walk out and leave. I left, I left to take a walk and stood at the front of the hospital wanting to just end it all. Heartbroken. For some reason, I walked back into that hospital room, forgave her, and continued to take care of her. I told her I wanted this—I wanted his number blocked for us to communicate, for us to do whatever we had to do to get our marriage back on track. To this day, while I've tried to move past it, I still struggle with trust and the fear that it may happen again. I love my wife, and she says she loves me, but how do we move forward? How can I let God move my heart to, full, to fully forgive and trust her again? These guys that she has spoken to seem like they want a relationship with her, but sex is all I get out of the messages I've read. I want us to rebuild our marriage and then recommit ourselves to one another. How can we go about doing that? So really good questions. I think it's sad but hopeful because there is a lot happening, and but there's a, a, a desire for reconciliation, mm-hmm. at least from what we're reading here. So... Again, as we walk through some of these issues and things that are kind of listed out in this email, we're not trying to accuse uh, Aaron is the person who wrote this in, uh, but we're trying to ask some questions to hopefully shed some light for you, our viewers, um, as well as our listeners, and also encourage Aaron, I think, uh, in, in later on. So let's begin with 
the phone was locked. Okay, mm. her phone was locked. Well, so that's that's not abnormal. It's like, not abnormal. Everybody's phone locks. The question is, why was the passcode changed? Yeah, why was it not known by her husband? Yeah. right. You'd be pretty like it, you've known my my pin number, passcode, everything since <laughs> yes. day one, probably yeah. before we were even married. And uh, what would you think if all of a sudden you went to get on my phone, well, take a picture, do something, look at it? Well, if it's not a normal practice for us to not know each other's, right, our passcodes or whatever, then I would obviously I jump to conclusions. There would be some suspicion. Right. I would ask some questions. Why why are you all of a sudden feeling the need to change your passcode? Did one of our kids find it and now has like purchased many things on your phone? Like, you know, what is what is the reason? You know, we do talk a lot about privacy versus secrecy um, in past episodes and why um, there really is no secrecy in marriage. Um, privacy, how would you define that in marriage? Well, I mean, it's like uh, privacy is it's, you're you're granted a certain level of uh, individual uh maybe autonomy how do i say this i'm thinking of like you're going to the bathroom <laughs> that's what i'm thinking of right and i would you know privacy is good in those sense but right. you're not hiding anything right 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 or privacy right. i don't know I, i'm thinking of those types of things but i can't think of any situation where it's like oh i need to have yeah part of ryan that you don't get to see like no that's not that's antithetical to marriage we right. talked about prenups last week yeah <laughs> and i think this like you can have a, in a sense, you can have kind of an interpersonal prenup where you say like, I'll right. give you all of me, but not this part, right. this part. No, that's not marital. That's not right. covenantal. Uh, instead, pri- that, so I don't know that there is any privacy in marriage, I guess right. what I'm trying to say, other and, than the bathroom thing. And you, know, <laughs> <laughs> we also have little kids. I literally had Louisa, the two-year-old, her fingers were under the, <laughs> under the door, like Reaching that meme. And she's like, can you see me now? And I'm like, yes, give mommy privacy, please. <laughs> you know, it's just, just kind of, go, we're I don't just, care what you do, just go away. <laughs> in the zone just in the zone um excuse me we also talk about things like the phone drop test and so you know that we're all about transparency we're all about being known walking in the light Mm -hmm. as he is in the light uh and so do you what is your policy with your phones um do you know each other's passcodes can you throw your phones on the table and say check out whatever thing whatever you want can i ask for his phone Mm -hmm. anytime can you can he ask for your phone uh Ideally, these are normal practices, not for the case of policing and becoming, you know, suspicious. And to, it's not about that. It's about uh, knowing one another, be unified in one another. And, and these are things that we might have to uh, partake yeah. in, especially if trust has been destroyed. I would contend even it's not so much about the test itself or the practice itself. Right. It's about how does it make you feel when we propose this to you, that you should <laughs> let your spouse go through anything and everything on your phone? Hmm. How does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Whatever that little zing was in your guts, that's that's a neon sign pointing to an area of your heart that is obscured yeah. to your spouse. It's obscured perhaps even to you and that you think maybe you've made light of something that shouldn't be made light of. And it's obscured and it's it's been hardened to the sanctification and the softness yeah. that the Holy Spirit would provide. So, it's a uh, callous, yeah. The, the, the beauty of the beauty of being able to be exposed in that way is that you can actually, there's greater joy. Yeah. There's greater freedom. This is what Christ said. It's for freedom. I set you free. Like how can we expect to be free if we're not walking in the freedom that Christ has given us? Mm-hmm. You know, cause it's possible to prof- profess the name of Christ, but yet to refuse to walk in his name. That was what the rich young ruler did. Mm-hmm. Lord, Lord, tell me what to do. He said, do this. I can't do that. Sorry. That's effectively what we do with yeah. these types of issues. So that was the first one. His, her, his, her phone was locked. Excuse me. Um, and he said this, it's not the first time, but it's the second time. Right. Um, and then all they wanted was sex. So what's the pattern that's emerging from this? 
uh, and it led us to ask this question, and maybe you ask it later on, but what oh, in your, you. but what in her heart right. is going on that she's seeking validation in these ways? Right. Now, if she's never acted on it, that's one thing, but like, why is she entertaining? The affections so, of another man. Yeah. Are, so husband, are you seeing a pattern? Is there a yeah. root or a deeper issue? Is intimacy an issue in their marriage or you know, if you've experienced something like this, was intimacy, did it, did the lack of intimacy play into uh, what actually happened, right? Or, or is there yeah. a deeper issue here? Yeah. So as a husband, yeah, I would probably be reeling from the offense. And then by God's grace, I would hope, and this is what I encourage you to do, Aaron, in this situation is turn and now think, okay, what led to this? Mm-hmm. We, and, and this isn't, again, we're not trying to heat blame, but yeah, what, what could I have done to contribute to yeah. whatever that need was yeah and or what is happening in my wife's heart that she feels the need for that and then feels that this is the place to get validation to fill that need yeah and so you kind of have to and it's hard to do when you're hurting so you kind of have to step back let the let the bleeding stop a little bit let some of the healing begin yeah and then begin to pray through and think through some of these questions well and one thing that wasn't kind of answered in this email and um you know he could speak for her but was what when he confronted her so this was he said he confronted her was this was she remorseful and repentant what was her response uh when she was confronted Mm. i mean clearly they're still together and he asked he he forgave her and they took those steps but uh if he's still feeling this he's still seeing these patterns um has she repented of that Mm. Uh, you know has the the offender kind of come with this remorseful repentant uh, spirit because if would, not then I think that's yeah. a another red flag or something to talk yeah. about and something to consider and you can't make someone's heart soft toward that like no. if they're not genuinely repentant yes. upon being caught or upon realizing the weight of the gravity of the thing they've done yeah uh, no amount of you should feel bads <laughs> will make them feel bad in reality they need the Holy Spirit to yeah. bring to light the 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 um I guess the depth of that sin and the depth yeah. of the need for that forgiveness both from your savior, which you have, mm. if your faith is in Christ, but also from your spouse, which comes through asking and receiving that forgiveness. Right. Uh, he said, I wanted to leave. Uh, he wanted to just quit, right? He wanted to just let it go. But he took a walk. He came back. Mm. He forgave her and took care of her. I mean. <laughs> Bravo. Just the Bravo. slow clap. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well he, done. he could have called it quits, right? We all have that opportunity uh, in in a in a moment where you are just crushed, right, mm. and everything that you thought your spouse was, or anything you know, all of the things that you believe uh, are just come crumbling down. And he could have walked away. He could have said, "I'm done, and I don't want to deal with this anymore." But he didn't, right? He did not do that. I, I want to tweak that a little bit because, yeah, he he he. I don't think biblically he had a a, a reason to walk away. So. Pause for a minute because I want to push back a little bit on what you yeah, said. Yeah. And I don't think you were saying this, but I, he wanted to walk away. And you said that he could have walked away. But biblically speaking, he did not have that freedom to walk away. No, biblically speaking, he could not. He should not have. And and he didn't. He didn't. But he d- wasn't like we're not saying that he, like he was people, justified at that moment to no. just peace out and say, take care of yourself True. in the nope. hospital. Good luck. So long. Most people would, though, I feel like. That's, uh, I don't know that most people okay. would. I think, you know, I. I think they may have not turned around and forgiven quite as quickly. Yeah, agreed. And so, um, and praise God for that. He forgave her. But I just want to be clear, like the texting in this manner is it's a betrayal. 
it's not a biblical reason to seek a divorce right, or to, to right. abandon your, your marriage. Yes. Sorry. Um, I must have said that a little too it's all right. quickly. It's all right. That's not what I meant. <laughs> so here's the thing, and we talked about this last week. Um, forgiveness can be can be instantiated, can be actuated without feeling the effects of the forgiveness mm-hmm. yet. And so part of what I hear Aaron, Aaron struggling with is that he said, I've forgiven her, but I don't trust her. Mm-hmm. And I want to be close to her, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. How do we move forward? Yeah. And I think the encouragement here is, you are moving forward. Right. This is what moving forward looks like. Right. This is what you've forgiven your, you've, you've forgiven your wife. You've tried to, you've begun to move past this betrayal. Um, it's just a process. It yeah. just takes time. And, and I would encourage you to continue on that process and don't let, don't let yourself become discouraged mm-hmm. and continue to, uh, to set up boundaries that are healthy. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit more. And continue to, um, just face it head on. Ask too. your wife to rebuild trust. Yeah, head on. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to be afraid. So one of the next things he said is he he said, I'm going to block his number. Let's do what it takes uh, to get back on track. And I think that's awesome. Cutting off the sin, like getting rid of mm-hmm. whatever is coming between them. But what does it mean to get back on track? Did you have a conversation or have you, not just Aaron, but if somebody in the situation, have you had a conversation with your spouse about what it looks like to be back on track? Um, not just not texting someone of the opposite sex right and and Mm. and naughty text but but what is what's the offense here right not just okay i'm just not going to do this but what are you going to do what are you working for and wanting uh did you both get help have you gone to a counselor a pastor or a guide couple as we call them like a a mentor couple that knows you uh are you being known in these hard situations because you shouldn't navigate them alone i think it's when you isolate yourselves is is when the real attacks can begin to happen right Mm. and in your heart and in your mind um, so again, are you in agreement and did you define what it means to get back on track, to reconcile, uh, to come back together and recommit yourselves? Because clearly the yeah. next part is you're still struggling with trust and fear, right? Yeah. So what do you do in these instances? Uh, what can you do? I mean, aside from what we've already said, I'm just thinking of it, the Israelites in the desert and how quickly they were to forget all that God had done. Mm. And the solution to to not forgetting was to keep the right things front and center. Yes, yes. Deuteronomy six, like right. teach them to your children as you come and as you go, like so that it's constantly in front of you. Don't forget. Yeah. And so I think maybe that's a huge component to this is not just remembering all the right accountabilities, all mm-hmm. the right things, but don't forget the God you serve yeah. and don't forget the promises that He has given you mm-hmm. in Christ. Yes, the promises to endure the promised for joy in this situation that lacks joy, a yeah. promise promise to have hope in him that is eternal, even though the situation isn't currently hopeful. Yeah. You have that those promises, but you also have the promises of a life that as you conform yourselves, plural, both you and your wife, to the word of God, there is a flourishing that happens. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not talking about prosperity gospel. We're not talking about that. We're talking about there is a way about the universe that when we fall in line with yeah. our role as the created beings who are designed to glorify God, there is a human flourishing that happens that is not able to happen outside of that obedience. Mm-hmm. And so that's a promise you hold on to. So that's just like the Israelites in the desert. You hold on to the promise of the law. You mm-hmm. hold on to the commands of God, trusting that he is good. And so what that does is that lifts our eyes beyond the current suffering, the current circumstance, the current monotony of the manna every day, day yeah. in and day out. And instead it raises, it lifts our eyes to the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and to the, the future right. that may or may not be 
within our grasp, but the hope is within our grasp, and that's what we cling to. That's right. Okay, so two more sections here we're just going to run through quickly is how do I move forward? How do I let God move my heart uh, of to fully trust and forgive her? Uh, and again, Sorry, I reworded that wrong. How do I let God move my heart to fully forgiving her and trusting her again? Okay. Um, I think, again, the first thing I would say is it, rebuilding trust, it takes both of you. Uh, it takes the repentance. It takes the agreement, the acknowledgement mm-hmm. of the of the sin and the the brokenness of trust, um, and not doing that alone and in a vacuum. Doing yeah. that with a pastor, a Christian yeah. community, being known in those situations. Um, this may or may not land well. I, I think you may need to lift your eyes to and live for something bigger than yourselves. And you go through the hurt. You go through the pain. Now, these types of things can happen to all manner of couples, mm-hmm. but it seems to me there's a pattern of it happening with couples that are maybe less focused on the kingdom-mindedness of being on mission as a couple. Sure. Now, there can, of course, there can be one guy who's passionate and he's maybe a pastor or maybe on does ministry somehow and the sure. wife is just kind of a tag-along or vice versa. The wife could be the passionate one and she's on ministry and he on mission and he's just kind of the breadwinner or whatever and or whatever the role is. Um but I would say like together, find unity around the call you have in Christ as as those commissioned into the cause of, the, mm-hmm. of Christ, mm-hmm. those commissioned to share the gospel and do the work of building Christ's church. Like lift your eyes. Yeah. Put your hands to the plow. Be about a business that's bigger than yourselves, bigger than whatever the next step in life is, bigger than whatever the next financial decision is, bigger than whatever whatever this situation is, because that has a way of, of as you... As you unify around the same end goal, it, you know you end up walking side by side, and you're headed toward the same horizon, and that will um, that has an uncanny way of allowing the relationship to actually progress. Because C.S. Lewis talked about this. He's like, if you just have a friend who's just all about the friendship, that will never be a true friendship, mm-hmm. despite what that person always wants it to be. It has to be about something bigger than the both of you. Mm-hmm. That's when true friendship begins. He talks about brothers in arms in the trenches of war. He talks about people walking alongside each other in missional aspects like these. It's always got to be about something bigger than you. Otherwise, it will never be anything you want it to be. Absolutely. And I think of, I think of ways that how do, you, how do you be a part of something that is bigger than you, right? Um, being in your Bible mm-hmm. together, praying together, uh, seeking, again, the will of the Lord, uh, the mission. What is God calling you to? Uh, it, it is. I mean, what is, it, what is that saying? Um, when you're bored or idle hands. Oh yeah. The are, idle hands are the devil's playground. Or something right. Like that. And again, we're not accusing <laughs> here. We're just trying to yeah. propose some other, um, circumstances that might be contributing to, you know, the why, why, why did sure. this happen? Um, so put boundaries in place, uh, which might be a part of this next section of how do we rebuild our marriage? Uh, how do we recommit ourselves mm. to each other? Um, Obviously, boundaries in place are good, uh, not in, from a spirit mm. of policing one another, but out of a spirit of lovingly checking in. Again, living for that bigger purpose of, of preserving our covenant, um, unifying uh, our hearts and mm. living in a deeper uh, oneness that's unshaken, right? Yeah. Um, you can't do it on your own either, which we're all about that. You, you just can't yeah. battle on your own. Yeah. Um, well, so... 
so again, aspects get, of love. Yeah. Uh, I love hopes all things in First Corinthians 13. That's one of these overlooked aspects of love. Everybody knows it's patient and kind, but what does it mean to love hopes all things? Mm-hmm. It means that I'm actually hoping and expecting for the best in you. I'm hoping and expecting the best in us because we have the best sort of love in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think in addition, again, to everything that we've said, how do we rebuild our marriage? The encouragement is this, is you are. You mm-hmm. are rebuilding mm-hmm. your marriage. Just keep at it. Keep going. Burn the ships, so to speak. Uh, last week we talked about prenups, prenuptial agreements, mm-hmm. and, and and a few weeks back, or maybe many weeks back, talked about burning the ships. Yeah, like this is it. You're building it now. Mm-hmm. Just put your hand to that plow together. Talk, talk, talk a lot mm-hmm. about you know how are we doing? Where can we improve? Have uh, you know without being navel gazers, okay? Because you can get so right. wrapped up in ourselves that I we don't th- even look out. Right. But ask yourselves. Maybe set a you know weekly time. How are we doing? How do you feel? How do you feel loved by me? How can mm-hmm. I love you better? Mm-hmm. What what can I do to to make our marriage what it needs to be? Yeah. Um, and Just, hopefully, by God's grace, your hearts will be open to whatever those suggestions are, and you'll also be led by the Holy Spirit and and seeking and desiring the right things. Right. Um, Amen. So Selena said this: we don't do it on our own. It's because we need the help of the Holy Spirit. Well, we don't have the Holy Spirit until we are regenerated in Christ, and we don't have Christ until we place our faith in Him, because He is the God Man who came, lived the perfect life died the sinner's death didn't stay dead rose mm-hmm. again so that we might rise again with him in the last day well when we place our faith in christ he tells us he says uh, my peace i give you my peace mm-hmm. i leave with you not as the world gives give i unto you mm-hmm. let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid mm-hmm. uh that's john 14 he doesn't give as the world gives and so we if we want to expect experience something that's otherworldly be, to be able to love one on it one another in an otherworldly fashion Mm -hmm. we need christ that's what you mean by we Mm -hmm. don't do it alone we need the holy spirit in us so we want to invite you into that if you don't know jesus or at least you thought you did but maybe you're thinking maybe you didn't Mm. um let me tell you the water's great come on in we'd love to call your brother sister in christ go to this website thenewsisgood.com and there's details there let's pray father god thank you uh, for the honesty of this Mm -hmm. man and i pray for them um, as they go through this trial, um, they're pro- they're likely already months into it. Lord, I pray that you continue to strengthen them, give them endurance. Lord, I pray that they would see um, your grace in their lives and it would enliven in them a love for one another that is otherworldly. Lord, help them to make the right moves. Help, help them not to stumble on this journey. Deliver them from evil. Keep them from temptation. Um, yours is the kingdom. May yours be the kingdom again in their life. Lord Jesus, in your name, amen. Amen. All right, uh, if you're listening watching this far in chances are you've enjoyed this content well you have an opportunity to be a part of it let me tell you (laughs) just kidding we wouldn't be here if it weren't for our awesome partners our patrons so if you want to be a part of that tiny community actually it's growing i think there's 400 or so it's a wonderful community no matter the size (laughs) we love you patrons thank you for what you've done uh if you want to partner with us go to fiercemarriage.com partner Mm -hmm. we would be honored and blessed by that either way we're going to continue making this content as long as the good lord allows it yeah so, yeah, this episode of Fierce Marriages. In the camp. We'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. <laughs>